Hello, this is Mark Bassingthwaite, and I'm the Risk Manager with Alps Insurance. Welcome to the latest episode of Alps In Brief, the podcast that comes to you from the historic Florence building in beautiful downtown Missoula, Montana. Today, I'm pleased to uh, have as uh, our guest uh, my favorite physician, uh, Dr. Kathleen Basket. Uh, we spoke, uh, it's been, Kathy, I think about, um, oh, I don't know, six, nine months, and we were, uh, when we last visited, talking about uh, weight management, uh, and I'd like to talk today a little bit about change. But before we uh, get into a brief conversation, uh, can you just share a little bit about yourself again for the, be- the uh, benefit of our audience? Of course, I would be happy to do so. Um, I am the medical director of Weight Management Clinic at St. Vincent Healthcare in Billings, Montana, and I work with people who want to get healthier and work on healthy weight loss, whether it be losing weight non-surgically or through surgical weight loss methods. The last time, you know, we were talking about travel and weight management and the challenges people face. Uh, this time around, I guess it, it's, it's, we're at the time of year, you know, at the end of the year, beginning of a new year coming here shortly, where uh, people will make commitments to, to try to change. And, uh, you know, something, you know, I'm going to go to the club now and start to work out, or I'm going to try to lose 15 pounds or, or whatever it might be. But change can really be hard, and, and I know a lot of your own patients you know, are making commitments long-term to really make some very, very significant changes. And I just initially would like some of your thoughts on you know, how, how can you help in terms of your insights with your, your clientele, your, your patients? How can you help people make change? Where does it start? Well, first of all, it has to start with the individual. Each person has to be ready to make the change. So when a person comes in and wants to work on weight loss, I often ask them, why now? What made you decide that this is the time to work on weight loss? And if someone's here because their spouse wants him or her to lose weight, or they have a wedding coming up in two months, or they're going to Hawaii for the winter, Often that's pretty quick fix and short term. But most of the time, people are ready because they are not healthy. They have many medical issues. They've been through a lot of quick fix, quick weight loss programs that haven't worked. So the first thing is that readiness to change and when each individual is willing and able to recognize their readiness for that. And what I find interesting about that is, you know... If, if, let's say, um, my family feels that I, I should make some sort of change, work out some more, what I'm hearing you say is it doesn't matter what others around you want, but we really, the, the individual that needs or wants to make the change, this really has to come from, from themselves, right? We, we really need, as individuals, to say, I am committed to this. And if that's not the case, are you saying... The, the odds of a, of a successful change are, are go down. Um, absolutely. I mean, if you really want to make the change for yourself, you're more likely for this to 
to happen for it to come to fruition because it's something you really want. You want internally and you are ready to go through all of those steps to reach your final goal. I have seen over the years, uh, in terms of my own work as a risk manager, uh, situations where lawyers have tried to make some change and, you know, when, when somebody starts to change things in life, whether, again, it's dieting, exercising, whatever it might be, um, that at times I think can be a little threatening to spouses, perhaps, uh, partners, uh, associates in, in terms of colleagues in, in a firm setting. And uh, in my experience, it, it, they can be undermining and not necessarily um, very intentional about it. You know, I think it can sort of be a passive kind of thing. Do you have thoughts if if someone is starting to make a change but then finds others in their life um, being resistant to that individual being successful in their change? Uh, you know, do you have thoughts? Are there things you might share about that? Um, for sure. Um, it's almost analogous when you think of a, a mobile, 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 I never am sure of how to pronounce that <laughs> word, or like a wind chime. Yes. So if one chime is moving, it strikes the others, and they all end up um, moving in one direction yeah. or another, and it's like that in relationship, either with amongst two people or within a family unit. So when one person is changing, it does affect the other people in that relationship sphere and other people will make a choice to go with the flow or be resistant to the change and in the weight loss arena uh, it's my um, oh it's part of my my job or my uh, my duty in some way to help my patients deal with that so that they are not sabotaged. It's to help them to understand that process and give them skills so that they continue to work on healthy, constructive change and they have the, the empowerment to continue to do so. Do you have thoughts on how, you know, if someone comes in in your practice, and they are, as um, you've kind of discussed, you, you, you believe and can see that they are ready to commit to making some type of change. Um, can you talk to me a little bit about what's realistic and what isn't? You know, if somebody comes in and says, I'm committed, I want to lose 50 pounds in six weeks because I have this wedding coming up, you know, or whatever it might be. Um, Verse, do you see where I'm trying to go? How, how, what thoughts do you have about helping people understand how to set realistic goals, I guess, is maybe the best way to look at this as we start to implement change in our lives? Well, and that's, and that's the key, to help people to set realistic goals. I mean, the, the change can be overwhelming and daunting. If someone has never exercised before, and then the statement is, well, I'm going to go to the gym every day. I will get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, exercise for two hours, go six days a week. That will probably last one week at the most. So possibly you break your goal down, your overall goal, down into smaller attainable goals. 
And then you have action steps. So, okay, if the goal is I want to exercise, you help people break that down into, okay, which days of the week will you exercise? What time of the day will that be? And for how many minutes? And then what will you do during those times? What will you do for exercise? Many people see it as all or nothing, like, oh gosh, if I can't go to the gym for two hours, or if I don't walk for an hour, that doesn't count for anything. Well, if you can go and walk for 10 to 15 minutes every day on your lunch break, that's where you start, and it does count for something. Okay. How? I remember a number of years ago, I... Uh, I had a little more weight on me, put it that way, and uh, I, I had a couple of t tries where I, I wanted to go in and try to lose some weight, and I always thought to myself, hey, you know, I, if I can lose 25 pounds, this will be the, uh, the treat, uh, this will be the reward, and you know, whether it's, uh, you know, buying something special or, or a good bottle of wine or something, um, and uh, Personally, I found that that never worked because I think ultimately I wasn't ready to, as, as, as you've kind of pointed out, times people really need to be ready. But I, I think the conversation or, or this idea of reward versus incentive, um, do you have some thoughts about, you know, is, is looking at rewards or incentives uh, one way to successfully navigate the, the long-term process of making change? I think it's helpful for many people to celebrate their successes and, and to reward themselves when they've uh, accomplished um, and when they've reached goals. For example, someone who's trying to stop smoking, you know, maybe they, um, for every pack of cigarettes that they don't purchase, they put the money that they would be spending for that uh, pack of cigarettes mm -hmm into a jar and then at the end of the month maybe they go out and buy themselves something that's that's healthy and constructive that they wouldn't have purchased before because it's important again to celebrate these accomplishments you know and, and what i like about that idea i look at this in the context of a marriage you know and everybody's um you know what they would look at as a reward or something but i'd say if it were me at the end of that month you know, I'd, I, it'd be fun to take a dinner and, and, you know, go out with my wife and have, have a nice evening out and celebrate the accomplishment together because, I, you know, it's a way to kind of keep, um, well, it just the couple is working, investing in the goal together. You know, I mean, it's just something I think would be fun for me from my perspective. Um, let's talk a little bit about failure. Uh, whether it's, um, oh, I just don't feel like getting up today, uh, or um, in the context of uh, cigarette smoking, perhaps uh, you, 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 you slip back and you pick up a couple of packs and you just, you know, I, I suspect it's normal to have some of these um, struggles, uh, challenges, off days, whatever you want to describe it. Do you have thoughts about how to navigate that so that it doesn't become what gets in the way and stops the progress and, and, and completely takes somebody off the, off the rails? Well, there will always be things that get in the way. You will always 
get off track. The, the tendency is to slip back into old patterns. Yes, seems mm-hmm. normal. You go on travels. Uh, there's a vacation. You have company. There's always interruptions into the routine. And for some people, it's much harder to get back on track. But again, I think it might be one of perspective. If you're looking at, you know, changing habits, looking at it as a process and a journey. And you have detours along the way. Mm -hmm. We always find our way. Let's keep working and getting back on track, just getting back onto the interstate and going forward. To me, the failure failure is when someone gives up completely. Yeah. That's failure. You know, gaining a few pounds or skipping a month at the gym isn't a failure. Or smoking that pack of cigarettes when you didn't want to, that isn't a failure. Giving up completely, that's you saying, I fail or I don't want to try anymore. So it seems... Are you really saying it's healthy to um, just acknowledge that these these ro- these bumps in the road come along and just say you know okay that's that's look at why perhaps and and try to start again but not let it be something that defeats us. Um, am I am I exactly? I would say it's it's healthy. It's also it's just normal because we are um, human beings. Mm-hmm. And, um, no one is perfect. We aren't automatons. And we just keep going. For What I find is often my patients are their own worst enemies, um, that they're very hard on themselves. Um, and people need lots of encouragement. And if it takes two years to lose 10 pounds, so be it. You've lost 10 pounds. You didn't gain 20. That's a success. Right, right. A, a final sort of point that's that's interesting to me, and you you were talking a little bit about here how, how valuable support can be, and I guess I kind of want to come at this notion of support in two ways. Is it important at the outset, in the context of family, uh, friends, perhaps uh, you know, depending on what your your support system uh, is normally. Uh, or, or colleagues at work. Um, do, do you tend to, to say that people should try to establish some support systems at the beginning? So, for instance, if, if I want to lose 10 pounds or stop smoking, that, uh, that I should say to my wife or, or to my children, you know, in terms of a whole family effort here, dad would like to stop smoking or dad would like to, to lose 20 pounds. And can, do you think that's a better way to start? Um, versus, because you know, we talked a little bit earlier about how sometimes people can undermine, and I, I guess I'm thinking, is this one way to try to counterbalance that and also increase the odds of a long-term successful outcome? Well, I think it depends upon who, what the relationships are like. Many people do well when they have an accountability partner, or a few people with whom they will share this information and those people offer support. I I don't think people need to go out and announce to the world like, hey, I'm going on a diet, I want to lose 50 pounds, or I'm not going to drink alcohol anymore, or I'm not going to smoke. 
No, and there's the difference, you know, between support and then nagging, nagging, and all of those reminders. Um, But I think, you know, definitely sharing your journey with the few people that whom you truly trust that you know want your best interests at heart. That's very helpful. You know, some of my patients will sign up with a personal trainer, and the main reason is that's another form of accountability. They feel responsible to that other person to get up, make it to the gym, because they've made a commitment to that person, along with paying a lot of money, too. Right. But that helps them be consistent with their exercise. Okay. Okay. In closing, do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share? I I have one other quick thing, but I want to make sure if, if, if there's a point that you'd like to make that you have that opportunity. Sure, I would I would say, you know, change, change is hard. Change is hard for all of us, and it just takes lots of practice. It takes patience. Um, I think we need to be a little gentle with ourselves at times, but I think we also need to keep trying. Mm-hmm. Okay. And my final, uh, I guess, question for you is, how do you, if, if someone is struggling with change, um, you know, we could look at alcoholism or, or just I want to cut back on alcohol or uh, I want to quit smoking. But if you struggle on these kinds of things, would you, do you have any thoughts on how do you know it's time to look for professional support, whether it's just support groups um, uh, in, health, in treatment centers or something, you know, it's... Do you have any thoughts with that? Yes, I think it's when those behaviors are becoming destructive. You know, when these behaviors are negatively impacting your health, negatively impacting relationships, and you might say you want to make a change, but it just seems that you truly can't and things are going downhill, um, then it's time to you know, look beyond, does someone need to go into rehab, does someone need psychiatric support or working with a therapist? Because often these um, these behaviors, these patterns, there are reasons that people carry extra weight. People use food for reasons much more than hunger, um, um, hunger, stomach hunger, and people use alcohol and cigarettes and drugs for various reasons, and it's needing to look deeper as to what truly is going on. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. Well, listen, as always, it is such a pleasure. I I really appreciate your taking a little time to sit down and uh, uh, join a conversation with me for the benefit of our listeners. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed uh, the, the time this afternoon, and I look forward to future conversations. Uh, for well, absolutely, and thank you for having me. <laughs> you are most welcome. Happy 2019. Well, thank you. Same to you. Uh, to the listeners out there, uh, I hope you found something of interest today. Thank you for listening. And as always, if you have a topic that you would like to uh, see discussed at some point or a guest that you'd like us to visit with, please don't hesitate to reach out anytime. You may contact me at mbass at alpsnet.com. As always, folks, thanks again. Bye-bye.